Well, hello. Welcome to the Leesburg Talk Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we have Sammy. Whoa. Courtney. Hey. Matthew. Hello. And myself. How's everybody doing today? Great. Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you, John? Man, you look good today, Sammy. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's been a golden day. So a far. golden day. You know, it's overcast. Well, it's but... overcast and damp. Yeah. So, and I think it's supposed to be that way pretty much all week, isn't it? I think it's going to clear up. Is it? I think so. I thought the temperature I think was the supposed to be. temp's going to go back up to 80s. And really? I think by Wednesday. I think. Good. High 70s, low 80s by Wednesday. We're all wearing long Sunny. sleeves in here this yep, morning. We are. Yeah. It's Almost everyone. You all are all wearing black. Well, that's our standard color. Yeah. You haven't picked up on that yet? I missed the memo. I've been <laughs> adding some color, but today, black one. Black one. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, we just came out of a good weekend, a big weekend, cool weekend, Mother's, Mother's Day weekend. Day. So we celebrated Mother's. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Mother's. Mama. I always think of uh, the Lost Boys in Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because when Wendy's reading them the story... And then they're like, oh, oh, yeah. I wish I had a mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's the way he sounded, though. We recognized but. a few families with their babies and we children. Did. Mm-hmm. did that. That was good. Had nice gifts for them. We had uh, um, a young adult that came forward and accepted Christ. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. Pretty Everything cool. went well. John, you did an excellent job bringing a yeah. message. Thanks for writing. And uh, well, you know, do the best I can. <laughs> um, everybody did good. Yeah, it was really good. It was um, it was enjoyable. I, you know, I always like Mother's Day, even though I, I think it's a very difficult day for a lot of people. Though oh, I yeah. did pick up oh, on that from a lot yeah. of people. I think it's a lot difficult. You know, um, there's some sadness with you know, and I guess maybe it has to do with a little bit of how fresh it could be or not be, mm-hmm. and maybe that. Um, feeling like they're that loss is you know more pertinent than it might be for some others you know know, time goes by and changes that a little bit but i could see it on a lot of people's faces and i had some conversations and it can be be a tough time but i always try to point them to celebrate the fact that you know god bless them with a wonderful mom for whatever time he had you know and and that's um that's truly a gift because if mama ain't happy ain't nobody happy that's right no that's that's right and then the other side of that is, um, I, I remember, I don't know, five years ago or so, I preached a Mother's Day sermon, and uh, afterward, a, a younger couple came up in the mid-20s, and she was just beside herself, and they were struggling on Mother's Day because they were trying so hard to, to get pregnant and, and weren't able to at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's a wide wide gamut of emotions on, on holidays like that. You know, I got a little bit of um, emotional in the second service when we had a family that came up with two children that have been adopted Yeah, because I was with them years ago when, um, and I'm talking 12 years ago when they still had a stillborn child Yeah, and, uh, had to go ahead and carry that to term. And we did a funeral and, and when I looked up and made eye contact with her, uh, it was, it was really cool, you know, that now they've got these two kids and, their perspective on that is is just fantastic, oh, yeah. and it was special. Yeah. So, it, it, you know that that family stood out to me as well. 
uh, especially during the prayer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because uh, you know you all are probably normal people and you close your eyes. I I rarely look around. do, and some I'm usually <laughs> I um, usually look around too. I don't around. either. Yeah. And so during during okay, well good. I'm, I'm not alone. And so during that prayer though, it was so funny because it was a great picture of parenthood. You know, he's holding the little boy, and all throughout your prayer, the little boy's pulling on his nose and like pulling it <laughs> off, and pulling on his eye, and pulling on his hair, and you know, he's like. Stop. And then he, you know, it's just, it's just a, a wrestling match. It was great. I, yeah. I thought that was. Really we lost cool. a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. But I'm happy for them, and yeah. you know, you know, by their own admission, they have told me recently, uh, in the last few months, that, um, you know, for whatever reason, now looking back, you know, we it's very difficult to understand a providential hand of God in our lives until you can look back on it. Yeah. And their thought is now, which was is a fantastic perspective is all of that led to them taking care of these two children who didn't have families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- now the perspective is, you know, different. And so I try to help people and tell, be reminded of stories like that whenever things happen in our lives because you just don't know yeah. how that's going to pan out and how God's going to work that out for the good, which his promise is, yeah. if we'll just stick with it and not throw in the town and yeah. quit. Yeah. And I think that's that's the temptation we all deal with. So yeah, it was kind of a beautiful scene. So cool weekend. We've got some cool stuff coming up we as do. well. And so uh, uh, a week from the day, actually, our summer intern will be here. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, and so that's gonna be cool. Uh, Grady will be joining us for the summer, and uh, we're gonna be working a lot with children's ministry. Uh, we've got day camps. I'm sorry, Super Tuesdays happening this summer. Mm-hmm. The last two. Tuesdays of June and the first two of July are going to be Super Tuesday Tuesdays. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can sign up at our check, kids' check-in desk on, on the weekends or email leesburgchristianchurch@gmail.com and we will send you the forms. They're uh, independent of each other. That's right. So if you can't come to all of them, you can come to some of them. That's right. right? Or one of them mm-hmm. even. $20 a day. $20 covers a day. all the expenses of the activities yep. for the day yep. and food and all we'll that We'll eat lunch We'll eat lunch, uh, eat breakfast before you come. Right. We'll eat lunch, and then from eight thirty to five thirty, basically. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, uh, we're still working on the the activities, the afternoon activities right now. But uh, I think one of them involves tying you up to a pole. I'm not really sure. No, no, it no. Doesn't? It's tying the intern up to a pole. Oh yeah, that's what we have. Beautiful, now. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he's for. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Super Tuesdays are happening. We've also, we're working with our student ministry. Uh, we're working on getting a summer calendar prepared for our student ministry that's going to be available uh, grad weekend. That's mm-hmm. when that's going to come out. So we're excited about that. We're going to have some cool activities this summer for middle school and high school kids. Awesome. And, uh, and, and here's a big thing with that that I don't know if we really ever talk about really. Uh, graduating fifth graders. Mm-hmm. can join us this summer in our student ministry endeavors. Yep. And so that'll be a lot of fun. That's a great time to kind of get in and and uh, uh, just kind of get, or, you know, get with the new type of ministry. Area. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Grad weekend. Helps the transition. Yeah, we got grad weekend coming up for all of our high school, college graduates. We want to recognize you uh, for your accomplishment. <clears throat> and... Uh, We'll uh, give you a, a gift that day, and we'd like to have some pictures, if we could, and some info so we can put it on the screen. So make sure you get that to us as well. Just email us at leesburgchristianchurch yeah. at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Dot com. Yep. Um, we, uh, 
Oh, I had another thought that I I lost. You lost it? Yeah. You're really quick. Yeah. I'm missing a couple of brain cells. Yeah. <clears throat> How about you, Courtney? You got all yours? Yeah, I got them all. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, I think that's about all that's that's coming up on the on the horizon. Well, the immediate horizon, starting a new message series this coming weekend also. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really know what to tell you about it. Either, you know, other than, you know, we're going to kind of talk about the pushback on Christianity and the church particularly and kind of who needs it all. You know, who that's the idea. Why, why do I need this? What, what's the reason for it? Because we know that there's a lot of abandonment of uh, traditional Christian uh, church activity and involvement and you know, I can have a relationship with God without all that nonsense. It's kind of the view. Well, can you? You know, that's yeah. the question. Can you really? How's that working? So we're going to talk about that. And I think that's an important question to ask, particularly in our our environment today, mm-hmm. yeah. our culture today. Yeah. Well, so, I'm going to come. Yeah, I know. You better. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing something. Uh, oh, what instrument we playing this? Yeah, week? that's funny. Someone uh, brought an idea to me this past weekend. They said we should play like pre-service on the screens. It should be like "Where's Waldo?" only with John. Oh and yeah. Where would John be? Today? Oh, what a great idea! Might that's he be funny. doing announcements? Might he be preaching? Maybe on the drums? communion? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows where he is? Yeah. And maybe I could be wiring uh, something electrical. Who knows? Who knows? Who you knows? never know. Yeah. Never that know. would be a great idea. Yeah, where's Where's Johnny? Where's Johnny? Courtney, you need to we run with that, that one. I can see, I can see her we wheels turning on that. We can just Photoshop your head on onto a Where's Waldo, and you, people can find it. We we'll put like a timer on it, and we can. It'll be like a whole graphic thing, a circle where you are. Well, that, couldn't that be fun? Yeah. Let's not do that. All right. <laughs> speaking speaking of Where's Waldo, I saw a meme this week. All right, let's hear it. And uh, it was Waldo, and he's sitting across, you know, Indian style. And he's doing like the whole meditation thing, and it said, "Plot twist: Waldo finds himself." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like great. It. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there's a there's a message in that somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, let's uh, let's dive into our topic for today. Woo! Um, we're gonna dive in head first. You ready? Last weekend we talked about uh, well, Jesus. We're doing two weeks on Jesus. It's always good to talk about Jesus. That's true. In this Absolutely. next sermon series, we're probably going to talk about Jesus. We probably are. Uh, last week, we talked uh, a little bit about the divinity of Jesus. You know, we teach that, and the church teaches like, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. That's what we talked about. How is that possible? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about. That's the question, about. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we're going to talk about. Last week, if you missed it, we talked about how Jesus is fully God. Jesus claimed to be God. Uh, he... Uh, uh, had an earthly father of Joseph, but but was created by by the Holy Spirit, uh, by God. He is fully God, and uh, today we're going to talk about how he is fully man, and how does that happen? And so, um, can I ask you a question? Sure, you'll know the answer to this. Maybe you'll know the answer to it. one of you will. Um, you know, we talk. People are becoming educated on the Islam thinking uh-huh. today. Mm-hmm which years ago that wasn't the case, but we're becoming educated on that. I think we understand that a little bit better, uh, Muslim beliefs and what they hold to. The Bible talks about Gnosticism. Uh-huh. John, what, what would be, what, yeah. well, how would you describe an agnostic? That's a term that we hear occasionally, 
I'm not sure we understand what it means. Whether so, agnostic or Gnosticism? Well, Gnosticism. In the in in the Bible writings, Gnosticism is often referring to uh, the idea that uh, spirits is one thing, and and everything you know, every all other created matter is a different thing. And so, uh, usually Paul is fighting the Gnostics, and they're saying, "Well, you know, I can, you know." believe in jesus with my heart and my but the soul, flesh what does but the flesh doesn't, doesn't matter. matter so it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. i do with my body it doesn't matter how i really live uh, because it's all about my soul it's well this is kind of important to this topic mm-hmm. because this was the the battle in the new testament particularly the letter of first john and mm-hmm. yeah his writings he's they're talking about this and that was some of the confusion with jesus and his uh humanity and his divinity yeah. being able to be fully yeah in fact one of the one of the earliest heresies was part of Gnosticism, a precursor to Gnostic teaching was that Jesus was just like any other man, and yet at his baptism, he was, he became the God-man at his baptism. That's when that happened, you know, that's, and the, the, the God spirits descended on Jesus, and of course that leads to other heresies that, you know, uh, that, that developed, but yeah, that was an early an early issue that the early church fathers had to mm-hmm. fight and, and defend. And they said, no, uh, Jesus isn't man who becomes God. He is born God and man entirely. He was born with this, with this essence that is really. Uh, well, the big question I think that maybe needs to be answered on the forefront is why would, why would that be necessary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why? Why would he need to come here? Anybody well, got a thought on that? Yeah. Well, I think Courtney, you hit that a little bit last week. Um, why is it necessary for for the God Man to happen? And it was because of the sin issue that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a precursor to Jesus throughout the Old Testament and the sacrificial system uh, that that atoned for sin. You know. The, the key word here throughout the Old and New Testament is atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a precursor to Jesus and the, and the Messiah uh, in the Old Testament sacrificial system where where things would die, the shedding of blood was necessary because of sinfulness. Um, uh, the problem was even the best of those, of those sacrifices weren't sufficient. They weren't enough. It only brought limited uh, atonement. And so... Um, so, so God in eternity past uh, decided that he would intervene, step into creation. And I think that that's the foundation of it. And I think even more practically speaking, the, the purpose would be that, okay, he gave all the law, the rules to follow, but there was a, there was a, a separation in the minds of his people between what we do here and God there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so God said, okay, you obviously don't get really who I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come down and show you mm-hmm. so you can relate to who I am mm-hmm. with all the rules that I've given you, how that plays out, what the importance of that is, what it looks like. Because we're kind of a census by nature. We're all, yeah. We all go by our senses. So when we see it, feel it, see it, we get it, you know. And I think that that God said, okay, uh, you know, in his scheme of redemption, so to speak, I'm going to go down and show them what this looks like, because obviously they don't really fully grasp it. Yeah. 
And but the, also being made like us in every way and without sin makes the reconciliation perfect and final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it wasn't enough, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so God, God meeting God's own standard. Yes. Is, is what it led up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because God met his standard, he can now give that that righteousness to those who would call on the name of Jesus. Well, let's separate the two for just a second, just so there's some clarity. Uh, when we say that he was God in the flesh, going with John one fourteen, Sure, yeah. Okay, which you spoke about yeah. this weekend, uh, when God put on flesh, what is the God part? What does that mean? What what when we say that he is uh, the incarnate, the the God in the flesh? What 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 is the God part of Jesus? What what determined him, or what set him apart as being God? What set him apart as being God? Well, he he what was it his his uh, um, what I mean is is that <laughs> we, we're going to talk about his humanity here in a yep. minute, okay? And I think it's there's some pretty clear things about what it meant for him to be human. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But what made him, what, what was different? What was set apart? How was he God? And what, what were the attributes of that? Well, some people would say yeah. his, his miraculous ability to defy the laws of nature, right? So that, that. that was a God act, people would say. People would say. Right? Um, his uh, ability to have uh, the wisdom, the unearthly wisdom, well, that's where I'd probably push back. Well, I, I think but, there's a lot of but pushback, yeah, yeah. but I'm just I'm yeah. trying to give answers of what people when yeah. you think of him well, as being God. Well, I don't I don't think that we can, I don't think that we can s- split hairs there and say, well, what's the God part of him and what's the man part of him? Well, that's what I'm trying to both. that's what I'm trying to pull together that that it's actually a oneness. What, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say what makes him God is one his divine claim, and then secondly the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. The resurrection is of... the stamp and seal of approval that vindicates all of his previous claims. Some, pe- yeah. for instance, I was going to say some people would say uh, his um, immaculate conception. Yeah, yeah, that would be yes. Okay, yeah. so there were some different things that were unnatural, if you will, regarding the 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 life of Jesus, and yet there was a very natural part. Mm-hmm. And marrying those two things is where people, I think, have the issue bringing those into the oneness that that that, that the intent was and and was fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the biggest things about Jesus's divinity is one he claimed to be to be God. We talked last week, and we we talked about C.S. Lewis and his famous mere Christianity. He mm-hmm. talks about you know Jesus can't be a good moral teacher and. Uh, a person who's insane. Right, yeah. right. That's just not possible. He claimed time and time again to be the He's Messiah, either, yeah, Lord the or lunatic, right? And uh, yeah, and the and the Christ. And so if those claims would either make him a lunatic or he's got to be that. Is what mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis deducts. And so, um, and I would say that uh, even further on that, the fulfillment of his of prophecy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of study on that from mathematicians and all that to be able to fulfill the the prophecies surrounding his life. Uh, for one person to fulfill all those, which most of those didn't even have anything to do with what he did, but what was done to him. Yeah, 
uh, is uh, mathematically impossible. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so he was who he claimed to be because it was fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, again, I, I look back at the resurrection as the staple point, as you would too. The staple point of this is the definitive resolution of who Christ is. Absolutely. That's what that's what altered and changed history. That's what changed the early disciples. Um, well, that's what set so, Christianity apart from every other religion right. in the world. Every right. other religious leader of whatever movement has a tomb. Yeah. And there's bones in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. So there's the humanity part. Now let's talk of or I'm sorry, that's the God the God part, but let's talk about the man part. All right, let's talk so about it. So you brought up you brought up a couple of things where uh people would say, Well, you know, Jesus is fully God and, and here's why he's fully God, because we have a, accounts where he walked on water. Right. Where he cast out demons, where he raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. What say ye? Is that prove his <laughs> divinity? Or his, how is that? I think it proves his purpose, you know, um, the fulfillment of why he came. So you're going to get him walk away in that? No, just kidding. <laughs> Don't walk away on that. Um, you know, but I, I, I'm not really sure where to go with this other than to talk about his humanity and how that, the only way that God could, we could identify. We could identify. It's a gift to us yeah. that we could identify with God would be to identify with His humanity. Yeah, yeah. That's mind. That's th- thought. That's body. Uh, that's questions. All which Jesus yeah. had as components of His earthly record. Well, let's start here. In, in the book of Hebrews, the author tells us in chapter two, I think, that the that Jesus had to be born like us in every way. Because right. we are flesh and blood. He had to become flesh and blood so that he could pay the price uh, uh, that that was owed, the, the, the penalty for sinfulness. So he was made like us in every way. Now, a couple years ago when, I, when this hit me, uh, when it really hit me, I thought, well, how is he like us in every way? And I started thinking about it. That means that Jesus um, cried. Sure. Felt sorrow. Sorrow. To the point of death, he said. Do you think at Jesus as a young child, you know, I, I look at my kids, uh, Nora will break down and cry because it's really selfishness that makes her cry. Do you think Jesus had that as a young child? you think he wanted something and cried because he wanted something? Yeah, I I don't know, you know how I mean? to answer the innocence of the childhood versus yeah. responsibility. I don't I don't I, know. I often think that. about those things. You know, yeah. there's I, a few references in what we call the Apocrypha. Yeah, you're familiar with that. If you have an old Catholic Bible, there's 14 books in the middle that mm-hmm. kind of refer to some of the childhood experiences of Jesus that were not uh, accepted into the what we call the canon or the right. scripture we have today. Because of the inconsistency of yeah, them, yeah. but but there's some references to you know Jesus was playing with his friends one day and clapped his hand and made clay pigeons turn into real pigeons. Yeah, you know that. What was the purpose of that? Yeah, you know. I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't put much talk in that. I guess my point is, you know, Jesus, if he's made like us in every way, then he grew up as a young child. Hebrews also tells us in chapter five, I think, that he learned obedience. Mm-hmm. 
he had to learn obedience to Roy's effort. You've talked about before, like Mary probably did have to correct him for his safety. Yeah, think about that. In some ways, like staying out of the street and don't jump off of that and yeah. you're playing too rough. I uh, mean, play little I, things again, like that. Like, hats off to Mary. She raised God in the flesh. Yeah, I can't even imagine that task. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I feel like a complete failure of a parent. Boy. And my kids aren't God in the flesh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, th- think th- uh, think about young Jesus growing up, born like us in every way. Luke tells us that he grew in wisdom and stature. I mean, he, so, so my thing is, did he... My, my conclusion, I guess, is that Jesus did not use his God powers mm-hmm. during his earthly during his earthly ministry. There was a definitive moment in his childhood, the one, the only one we really have, when he was twelve, when they went to worship, and then he they can't find him. Mary and Joseph can't find him. And the reason I say it's a definitive moment is because some people I've heard people talk about in the past, well, did he honor his parents? Did he keep the law? Did he fulfill the law in honoring his parents by not staying with them? And he made a statement. I had to be about my father's business when he was in the temple, recognizing for the first time in Scripture that he was actually God in the flesh. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it, it, this. It's a. It's a little bit of a mystery. Some of this is a little bit mysterious. We don't claim to have all the answers yeah, yeah. about that by any stretch. But and so then, in what ways was his humanity displayed? Maybe we need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so you said that Jesus didn't use his deity or his godness in his earthly ministry. Yes. So that would include miracles. Yes. Are so miracles are not a proof of his deity, but more of that he's the Messiah. No, I, 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 if you look in, in, in my study, here's what I've seen. I could be wrong. It's happened before. <laughs> this morning, now, go uh, ahead. <laughs> when when there's miracles, Jesus never takes credit for a miracle. Ever does he say, "I did this"? Who always receives credit? Yeah. My it father goes to the father. Yeah. It's never me that does it, and so, uh, so I, I would say his miracles aren't a proof of his divinity, because he never takes credit for those things. He always says, "No, that's not me. It's my father." He's always deferring to the father. Um, so then you have certain situations where, where he walks on water and he calms the storm. Well, we'll come back to that. That's a pretty different thing because. I'm pretty sure none of us can walk on water and tell the rain to stop. If we mm-hmm. could tell the rain to stop, we would have done it. <laughs> it's been raining like crazy here. So uh, that's a different thing. Um, what are the, you know, there are times where Jesus uh, appears to know what other people are thinking. Well, they knew the, what they were thinking in their heart as well. You have that reference several yeah, times. Yeah. But I would, I, I would argue that, Sometimes we know what people are thinking without them saying it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's discernment. Sometimes we can we know what people are about before they say anything. I would say that the expression of his deity was given when he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, and he was able to forgive sins. Mm-hmm. Only yes. God could forgive sins, as why, which is why yes. they didn't accept him. Yeah. Only God can do that. Yeah. 
And he had the the authority to do that. Yes. And he claimed that authority given to him by the Father in right. heaven. Yeah. So I would argue, and I think I think it was the Council of Chalcedon. I don't know if that's how you say it. Around three hundred or so, they had a big council, and they church leaders got together and said, "Okay, how does this work?" And they determined then. This is the classic historical teaching of the Christian Church: is that Jesus, that God in eternity past, chose to set aside His deity and put on full humanity. That was in response to the Gnostic uh, teaching that was becoming prevalent uh, in church circles. They said God in eternity past, and so I've heard it explained like this. And I think that's a great, a great illustration or great way to think about it. Think about the gold card, all right, mm-hmm. from our bank. Uh, the the credit card number is seven 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 seven. Right. Uh, no credit limit. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, this is the God card, uh, but Jesus never used that God card in his That's right. humanity in, during his earthly ministry. He never used that God card. Yeah, he could have thrown uh, it on the table in many, many, many That's occasions. right. That's yeah. right. But never used that. So in eternity past, he chose not to use, to, to veil his... And I would even argue that I think that Jesus is... Um, deity was failed even from himself during his earthly ministry. I don't think, and I don't know this, but I don't think 12-year-old Jesus saw the cross at that point in his life. I don't think he had that. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about God as having three distinctive qualities. Omnipresent. Jesus certainly wasn't omnipresent. Omnipotent. Omnipotent. And what's the third one? Um, Omniscient. Omniscient. All-knowing in every way. All-knowing in every way. Present everywhere. And uh, all-powerful. All-powerful. Yeah. I would say those three qualities were not expressed in Jesus' earthly ministry. I think after he was 30 and was baptized that there was a change, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There was a change in his perspective on the cross. Absolutely. Because then he started pointing to it with his earliest disciples. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there became an awareness at that point. Maybe that was the Holy Spirit. Yes. I think so. Also, it might just be proper interpretation. Because yeah. we now look back at the Old Testament writings and we say, oh, of course it's talking about the cross. Of course it's talking about the cross. Right. Right. And Jesus was was a great student. He knew the word. He depended on the word of God. He memorized it. And we have that proof throughout the New Testament writings. Jesus knew the scripture, the Jewish scriptures. Um and so I don't think it's the Godship that made him see the cross. I think it was more proper interpretation of the passage that they had that it became more and more uh, clear to Jesus that this is how this is going to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you all remember this, but several years ago there was a movie that came out, and there's been some takeoffs on it even called The Temptation of Christ. Do you remember that movie? Did you ever hear about that movie? Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was about it was about this this whole idea we're talking about here, and it was centered around the fact the big controversy and the uh, was that it depicted Jesus and his humanity as having an intimate relationship with Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and even in later when the movie The Da Vinci Code came out, then there was a bloodline. That was there were descendants that were unknown 
to uh, there's always been a fascination with that yeah. by people. Yeah. You know that there that in his humanity that uh, there were things that the churches covered up or did or hid or right. whatever mm-hmm. from the public because that would somehow uh, diminish his divinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you got to be careful about all that. Yeah. I think it's, I, well, I think it might be important to say uh, that those are, those are fictional stories. Right? Yeah. Well, Vinci Cody, there's always so. been heresy. That's my right, point. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's always been people who have said, well, but what, but if, and yeah. in are there and, but but it is something to consider. Uh, Jesus faced every temptation that any other man faces, yep. and so without a doubt, Jesus was tempted sexually during his earthly life. He had to have been; otherwise, he's not like he's us not like way. us. That's right. Uh, he had to be tempted to disobey his earthly parents. But on the other hand, if he didn't resist those temptations, then he would he could not be our perfect sacrifice. That's right. That's right. So I think that those things are hard for people to bring together sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's hard for us to bring together. I mean, yeah. we've been studying this for how many years? A and long time. and we, we don't have all the answers to this, yeah. but but it's important. But I do know this. I do yeah. know he experienced sorrow yeah. like I, I have. I do know that he uh, experienced betrayal like we have. I do know that he experienced physical limitations when he said he at moments that he was weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in his physicalness, he was he was weak in his body. Uh, I know that he I know that he experienced physical pain. There's no doubt about that. Um, and we have a lot of scripture references to that. He had to be he had to fully experience those things in order for us to be able to uh, experience him yeah. in his fullness. Otherwise, he can't heal. Our problems, yeah, that's right. Can solve our problems if he didn't know those problems. Yeah, that's the message of the first six chapters of Hebrews, right? Yeah. He became like us in every way. He had to endure all the things that we endure. He learned obedience through what he suffered. Jesus suffered, you know, yeah. not only physically but mentally, emotionally. Emotionally. Um, now, now let's rewind for a minute because we, we're talking a lot about how Jesus is is fully human and he felt all the things that we feel we talked about his miracles and how the miracles he's always deferring to god and so he's not that's not necessarily uh an expression of his deity so what do we do with the times where he walked on water what do we do with the times where he calmed the seas how do we handle those situations well i would suggest i would go back to what i was pointing to earlier when he said all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth anybody can make that claim and if we if you and we all know as students of, of history and God's word that there were a lot of people don't get this. There were a lot of people during the day of Jesus that were claiming to be Christ. Yeah. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Well, there had to be, you know, we're fortunate in that we can go back and read it. Yeah. We have a document. Yeah. They didn't have a document other than the Old Testament prophecies that could, anybody could claim that's me in those prophecies. Okay. The difference in the set apart for him to be able to claim and improve his authority he had to be able to do certain things to to actuate or to give verification that he was who he claimed to be. I mean, because not for his sake, for ours. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we would say, well, anybody can do that. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think you talked about this also in your message this weekend. In John chapter 2, he turns water to wine. Mm. 
and it's for the benefit that the dis- that the disciples would believe. Yeah. And so walking on water specifically is with his closest followers, and it's to en- encourage the belief in him as the Messiah. I, I would go a step further. Yes, I affirm both of those things. I'd go a step further and say that Jesus, while he was is made like us in every way, in some ways does have a leg up, and it's not his divinity. Paul writes about in Romans chapter five, eight, somewhere in in Romans, uh, Paul talks about how we are descendants of the first Adam, and through that that lineage uh, is also sinfulness, right? Jesus is the second Adam. Correct. Not born of that lineage. A new uh, bloodline. Of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus has a leg up, I would say, than on us because he is fully human, and we are fallen human. And so, in his full in the fullness of his humanity, I think he was given the authority that the first Adam squandered. If you remember back in Genesis, oh, God right. said to Adam and Eve, "You are to rule over that's right the creation." That doesn't mean just labor and work over. I think Adam could say to the the rain, hey, we need rain here and for mm-hmm. the plants to grow. I think he could say to the wind, hey, calm down. I think the full humanity was, was under the, given yeah. the, the role and responsibility of ruling creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's expressed in the fullness of Jesus. Which is why, again, going back to prophecy, which is why when, as the second Adam, when he comes to reign Mm -hmm. over a new heaven and a new earth, the tree of life is there once again, as pictured in prophetic uh, statements throughout the book of Revelation and others, Peter refers to. So there there is a renewal of what the intention was in the garden. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is kind of exciting thinking about, not to go too far off the topic, but when we think about um, when Christ returns and reigns physically as, we, as he as ushers in the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, our roles, we'll have roles in that. You know, eternity is not about sitting in, on clouds and playing, playing harps. Playing harps. If it is, right? I probably am out. So we very, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're you're not allowed to be part of the praise team. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, but if you think about that, then then that role and responsibility, I think, will be restored to created human beings. And so our job, I think, for for uh, uh, the millennium, will be to to restore creation, to work within God's created order. Um, that's deep, and that's another. That that's another I would like but, to talk about that someday. That, That'd be that'd really be cool. neat conversation. You are right about. Romans 5. No, just stop no, there. no. Romans like 5. Romans 5 is the text about the new Adam. You're you right. have me at your So right. are you saying that there is more, there's like three categories. There's deity, there's fallen human, which is where yeah. we are, and there's fully human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you've heard me talk about the bridge. <laughs> I use that as an example. Christ came to bridge that gap, mm-hmm. that chasm between us and God. He's He built something we were, in our fallen world, can't build on our own. Right. Right. And the bridge deck ultimately was the cross. And if you will, the gate was the resurrection. Preach, brother. I know. Preach. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm saying there's three categories there. You've got deity, you've got Jesus and his full humanity, and you've got us, fallen human. I think that's what what the writer of Hebrews is saying in chapter two when he's talking about God made him a little lower than the angels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, fun stuff. And so the you, you know, know that's he, a, there's the, so many subjects in this you know yeah. because as soon as you say the word a little lower than the angels, I can imagine there's a whole misconception of even that of oh, a, yeah. of what angels are and who and how and maybe what. we should talk about that one day. We'll talk about that one day. But I mean, you know, there, there's a lot. You know, you just got to keep after it. And the more you read and the more you study and the more you pray and allow the Spirit to work on you. The understanding and the promises of his word is that that those things become revealed to you yeah. over time. It's kind of like having the light come on for you yeah. in a lot of different ways. It begins to make sense and verify, and and it just solidifies your faith in a way that nothing else can. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we have to commit ourselves to continue to be students and continue to want to learn and grow and, yeah. and uh, find out more. Yeah, stay in the Word and lean on the Holy Spirit to guide us. Yeah, because there's a lot of mysteries of Scripture. You know, let's let's concede that there's yeah. a lot of oh, mysteries yeah. about how this works that, you know, we don't know. Yeah, and you know, faith is a substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. And but I can have my faith affirmed and confirmed through a lot of, of things that God has given us. Yeah. and one of them, of course, and primarily is His Word and the fulfillment of it. So. You know, we we have to consider that as well. And so our our non-conclusion conclusion is Jesus is fully God and yet fully man. Um, uh, we would say that uh, fully God, he, uh, in eternity in the past, chose to put on humanity. Like John says in 1-1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, but yet put on flesh and made his dwelling among us. And, uh, uh, and his humanity didn't dip into his divinity, but but lived uh, obediently uh, under the direction of the Father and dependent on the Holy Spirit and and the Word and uh, and uh, yeah and, and 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 while this doesn't wrap it up in a nice neat package, uh, there's much uh, that isn't able we we are unable to wrap up in a nice package and put a bow on it because there's just mystery and we just have to continue to to. Uh, to pursue God and dive into his word and, and learn. I'm with you. Fantastic. Any other final uh, words, thoughts? Maddie's got to wrap up for us. Maddie, wrap it up. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> mm, love it. Love it. I think that's your first words today. Isn't it? I, I, didn't, I didn't speak much, but honestly, you guys were just saying everything I was uh, thinking. So. Well. Uh, no need to jump in much. Well, Fantastic. didn't mean to dominate. Sorry. Hey, no, it was great. I, I learned a lot. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Courtney, what's your final word? You could be more right. <laughs> You're just trying to negate the, you were right, John. <laughs> you I could be it. more right. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Court? It's a polite way of saying, um, it's just not giving him exactly what he wants because he wants to hear you're right. <laughs> It's yeah. just so, uh, you know, we could all be more right. Well, yeah, we, we can. He needs to be reminded of his own humanity. Yo! Oh! <laughs> <Sing. laughs> 
Feet of clay. Feet of clay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, and he knows that. You know, I'm kidding. Yeah, he knows that. (laughs) But it's it's true of all of us. I mean, you know, um, we're all in a struggle together trying to figure it out. That's right. Good. Well, listeners, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, like, share, comment, like us on iTunes. Hey, I, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but I have submitted this podcast to be available on iHeartRadio. What? Look out! Yeah, watch out, world. So that's uh, that's in the process. Maybe maybe sometime in the next five days, it's going to be available there. That'll be cool. But you can download it on Podbean or really any podcaster, I think, uh, and soon cool. iHeartRadio. Like, share, comment, rate, review. As long as you're nice. <laughs> and tune in next week as we dive into another fun topic. Yeah. We'll see you. Have right. a good day. Bye-bye. Later. Peace. Bye.